This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. Lots to talk about on today's program. We'll be talking uh, with our friend over at Mobile Syrup, Igor Bonifacic, about uh, Freedom Mobile's new 100 gig plan. A lot of gigs. That's a lot of gigs. And we'll be talking with the folks over at uh, eBay about uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, how to take advantage of all of that. Mm -hmm. Looking at some of the news uh, this week, uh, Graham, uh, robot parking app to save a parking spot for you. What do you think of this? This is pretty cool. This is down in the States. Yeah, so essentially mall owners have decided that they're going to install blockers into parking spots, which you can then use an app to reserve that parking spot for a price. I think this is kind of brilliant. Uh, It is, especially like during busy shopping seasons like Black Friday here or the holiday. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is I've tended to avoid brick and mortar retail during heavy shopping periods. I worked retail all the way through my university career uh, at Future Shop. And uh, I I remember having to try to get parking as an employee, which was usually like a four or five kilometer walk at that point. Um, You know, big box stores and malls can be a real pain in the neck when you're trying to to park during the holidays. And so this app, basically, you go online, you uh, pick a parking spot, which will be close to the door. And it basically... It flips up this blocker in the parking spot so you can't pull in uh, and, uh, and it preserves the spot for you until you arrive. <laughs> kind of genius, really. It's going to piss some people off, too. Oh, it totally will. Yes. And, you know, here's the thing. If you're, if you're angry about this, well, you know, uh, you, you don't own the mall. You don't own the, uh, own the access. Now, obviously, they're going to continue to have reserve spots for people with disabilities. They're going to try, continue to have reserve spots for pregnant mothers. Those things are not affected by this. These are just additional reserve spots that you can pay some cash for. Would you do it? Absolutely. Yeah. If I, if I, what's, what's the price premium for you? Uh, so here's the thing. If I was going to, to a, a day to shop at the mall, I yes. would pay 20 bucks for a parking spot. You would. In addition to the parking fees. I do not want to be there any longer than I have to. I hate parking joust, right? You know, where you're, you're going up and you see, the, you see both of you see the spot at the same time. You both put your indicators on and then there's sort of the Canadian stare down as neither one of you wants to move and neither one of you wants to take, take the spot. I'm done with that. So typically I park as far away as possible so I don't have to deal with this nonsense. But if I had the ability to just throw some money at the problem, make it go away, I would do it in a heartbeat. (laughs) Let's move on to some other news. Uh, Google Photos is rolling out a depth editing uh, tool for the portrait mode on iOS. So uh, many of the new iPhones, uh, like the 7 Plus, 8 Plus, and the new 10s, have portrait mode. Uh, with the dual lens, you're able to take some beautiful, stunning DSLR-type pictures that have, you know, the, the nice face in the foreground uh, in focus and then everything kind of out of focus behind you. Mm. Uh, but up until this point, there haven't been really any tools on the iPhone to edit those. Well, there's been a couple, right? Because there's, there's Halide, which basically lets you uh, sort of control depth as you take the photo. Uh, there are a few other uh, programs that kind of, they're a bit hacky in how they let you go through and change the depth. This is probably one of the easiest ones to use where basically they have a depth slider and so it essentially turns that depth feature sort of on or off giving you more blur or less blur um, and it's, it's very, very easy to use. Um, they've also got a really nice color pop feature in there, which basically just kind of pushes the black point, pushes the saturation, and makes your colors seem a little bit more intense. If you're used to editing your photos this way, it's sort of a one-slider adjustment to do a lot of the adjustments that most of us do when we go on Instagram and things like that. So uh, Google Photos obviously syncs in with your, uh, your Google Drive or your Google One, whatever the heck they're calling it now. Uh, so they backs up all your photos online into your Google account. It does that sort of uh, deep learning to 
to see what's in the picture. So this is kind of the latest in Google's suite of photo uh, photo tools, and it's actually it's it's a very welcome one, I think. It's interesting um, talking about that portrait mode. I mean, it, it's beautiful. Um, the new. I don't know if you tried the new iPhone XR yet. Not yet, no. The camera. So, interesting. It's one of the new iPhone Xs. It doesn't have the dual lens. So, it's cheaper than the X and the XS uh, models um, because it only has the single lens camera on it. But you can still do portrait mode on it. Yeah. So, it's obviously doing it through software. I noticed when testing it out, though, it only worked on faces. If I tried to do an object... It wouldn't work. Yeah, and I've noticed that as well. With the, even with a dual lens mode, it's kind of touch or go as to whether or not it will do it. Halide, though, you can actually sort of select the object, and it will lock onto that and give you a portrait mode that way. So, I mean, I've, I've been using that app for quite some time, and I think it's very handy, especially when you're looking to get those sort of really cool bokeh photos of things that aren't people. Um, it's great for food photography. If you, if you like your Instagram photography with a little bit of depth of field, Halide's the way to go. Halide. Halide. How do you spell that again? H-A-L-I-D-E. Halide. Oh, well, that's easier than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is in the news here? Uh, looking uh, at the uh, app news this week, we also uh, have uh, Verizon rolling out RCS text messaging in early 2019. Yeah. So explain RCS. RCS. So this is this is rich texting, and essentially it gives you a lot of the same features that you would use in things like WhatsApp uh, and things like iMessage. So that sort of richer experience where you get red receipts, you have something called a universal profile, so it works across all carriers. Um, this is a this is sort of a much needed update technology. Google has been trying to push this for a while because, uh, quite frankly, SMS texting is ancient, right? Like this is something that goes back to the '80s. Uh, so, you know, having that technology move forwards and having these more rich experiences, being able to have red receipts, being able to drop out of group chats, that kind of thing. Uh, it's one of the reasons why, you know, iOS users are so loyal to the iPhone and to iOS is because iMessage is so good. If you talk to some iPhone users, when they have to deal with somebody who has a green bubble, which means somebody's using traditional SMS versus yes. a blue bubble, which is iMessage, uh, they, they don't like it. Uh, so but once RCS rolls out to all the carriers, and it looks like it's happening, right? It's starting to happen, yeah. So does that do away with iMessage? It probably won't. Um, Why? I mean, again, Apple does have a couple of um, sort of richer extensions built in there. Um, they do have the easy, seamless transition to FaceTime. They've got things like their stickers. So, you know, they're... Right now, Apple is a little bit ahead, and I, I think they will kind of continue to stay ahead with a lot of those features. Um, they will they will probably make iMessage RCS compatible. Yes. So, so essentially, you'll get more of a rich experience talking to Android users. So this kind of is, it's good for Android users, and it's good for iOS users who are going to be communicating with Android users. If you're on an iPhone, it's kind of a, eh, okay, I guess. Well, it's interesting, because iMessage has almost become the BBM of today's world. Yeah. Remember BBM for BlackBerry, BlackBerry Messaging Service? People wouldn't want to leave BlackBerry to go to a different phone because they would lose their BBM. And I think you and I said at the time, when that was happening, we were saying to BlackBerry, guys, license this stuff out. Make it the de facto messaging software on every platform. And they were so, they just held onto it so tight. And I think they strangled it a little bit because do you know anybody that uses BBM anymore? Is it still going? I don't think so. ICQ is, but not BBM. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. When, uh, when BlackBerry was going down, uh, one of the founders, I think it was Jim Basile, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully I'm getting his name right, uh, one of his plans was to take BBM big mm-hmm. um, before they totally imploded. But they decided not to do that. I wonder if that would have helped them at all. Probably not. To be honest, I, honest if they had have seen sort of the iPhone coming, and they, like a lot of people, sort of chuckled at it. 
And if they had have, you know, decided to get on board with that app and integrate into that ecosystem right from the get-go, they could have been a, a cornerstone of that. Even with Android, they could have been a cornerstone with that. Um, they were very protective of their own environment, and unfortunately, that has led to a much smaller market for some very good phones. They still make some great phones. It's a very different group now, uh, but it's not really what it was. Sad. We're talking about the app news here on the App Show. We still have a lot more to talk about on today's program, uh, including our Hot 5 app countdown. We'll also be finding out about a 100 gigabyte plan for mobile phones. 100 gigabytes. Who doesn't need that? I need that. I know. I literally just got a message saying that I'm running out of data this month. Well, that'll teach you. <laughs> well, we'll be finding out about that and also be chatting with the folks over at uh, eBay about uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday here. Before we get to any of that, let's uh, find out about our iPhone uh, tip of the week. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. What do we got this week, Graham? Well, one of the most powerful features on the iPhone is uh, Siri Search. And so Spotlight Search, powered by Siri, uh, is a great way of finding out things that are going on inside your device. But the unfortunate thing is that Spotlight can start to suck up a little bit of battery um, if it is uh, drinking in stuff from all of these other, uh, other apps. So to sort of curtail what Spotlight's doing, you can actually go to Settings, General, Spotlight Search, and turn off some of those data fountains for Spotlight. So if there's certain apps that you don't want indexed, you can actually pull that out. That's a really handy way to uh, curtail the use on your battery and to keep your Spotlight searches a little bit cleaner. So again, settings, general, Spotlight search, and turn off some of those options to save battery and to keep your Spotlight searches a little cleaner. It's all about the battery now, eh? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Everybody kind of looks down and they're like, ah, I'm at 40% at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not going to make it. What do you do to save battery? Uh, to be honest, on my iPhone 10, I don't really. Um, oh, it goes all day for it you. It goes all day for me. Now, I, I have noticed, though, that if I, if I am sort of in a rush, I do have the USB-C charger, so it charges very, very fast. I get 50%, I think, in about 20 to 30 minutes. That's not bad. That's pretty good. And I also have a uh, wireless charger at work, which every once in a while I'll just kind of throw it down on that. Um, between that and the new Apple Watch Series 4, I'm not really battery paranoid anymore. You know, I haven't charged my iPad in a couple of days. I pulled it out of my bag today and it had 60% left. And that's even on cellular. So I'm feeling pretty good about battery life right now. You know, I mean, if you have a heavy day, you can kind of hit the end of the day and you need some more battery, but it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, you can go into the settings and see what uh, things are taking up the most battery as well. Face, yeah. face, Facebook has to be one of the big ones. Facebook, for me, huge for data and huge for battery. So, you know, it's one of those things where if you, if you know you're going to have a big day, maybe just uh, turn off background updating on that one. When we come back from the break, more apps to talk about here on The App Show. You're listening to The App Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. We still have a lot more apps to talk about, including our uh, Hot 5 app countdown and oh, so much more. On the line, though, uh, I've got my good friend Igor Bonifacic from Mobile Syrup uh, to talk about uh, a killer plan one of the carriers uh, has introduced this past week. Thanks for joining us, Igor. Thanks for having me, Mike. It caught my eye because uh, I always feel like I'm paying way too much for my uh, my mobile phone plan, as we all probably do. Uh, Freedom Mobile uh, just announced uh, this past week that they uh, have a uh, 100 gigabyte overage plan. Can you tell the listeners what that's all about? Yeah, so they essentially launched a new uh, version of their Big Gig promotion, and it's called uh, the Binge Bonus Um Sorry, the full name is Big Binge Bonus. Um, and so you buy, you get onto a new two-year plan uh, that includes, it's $60 
per month for 10 gigabytes a month. So those of you who remember last year, there was that big kerfuffle around big gig and everyone started offering their own takes on it. This is an evolution of that. And essentially what it offers is 100 gigabytes of bonus data in case you go over your uh, 10 gigabyte per month allotment. Uh, this is, you have this data over the course of the lifetime of your, uh, that you're with uh, Freedom Mobile. So you can use it all in one month if you want, or you can stagger it out across um, the course of the entire contract. The big thing to note here is that, like previously, Freedom Mobile never charged an overage rate. What it did was it throttled you to 3D speeds. Here instead, you have full LTE, which, you know, LTE at uh, Freedom Mobile is quite a different affair than it is at one of the big three, but it's still LTE, technically LTE speeds. Uh, so in every case, it's an improvement over the previous regime. Well, you, you made a good point there that the, the LTE uh, service that Freedom Mobile have is not the same as uh, the, the big three. Explain what you mean there. Yeah, so essentially, you know, so one of the big things first is just coverage, which is, you know, Freedom Mobile is available in, or they operate in uh, Ontario, Alberta, and BC. Uh, And then secondly, their Freedom Mobile, or excuse me, their LTE network isn't, is like nowhere near as fast as um, the big three. Uh, You're getting like, there's several gigabit, uh, or sorry, not gigabit, but megabit speed differences. Um, And so it's just, plane slower to use. Um, so, you know, it is an improvement in the sense that, like, before you were on 3G speeds, which I don't think you can really use the modern internet on 3G anymore. No. You really do need LTE connectivity, right? Like, um, it's just there's so much going on with the modern internet between videos, photos, and everything, um, where it's like you can't really use a smartphone to its full capabilities if you're on 3G speeds. No, not uh, whatsoever. Uh, it's interesting. 100 gigs sounds like a lot. And again, that's uh, you know typically on a two-year plan. But when you break it down like on a monthly basis to say you used uh, uh, you know the same amount every month on the overage, it's just mm-hmm. over four gigs a month, which still is not bad. But I mean, 100 gigs, that's good marketing. Yeah. And you know what? Like even, yeah, it, one, the number is great, but two, it's like, even if you do go over that a hundred gigabytes, you know, like you're still not paying overages. Right. Yeah. So, um, like you said, it's great marketing. Um, and I think people who are like really upset with the big three or their current situation might be enticed by this. Yeah, it was interesting last year because Freedom Mobile, uh, like you were saying earlier, did spark that huge price war with the 10 gigabyte uh, plans. Um, Mm -hmm. But in your opinion, that's not going to happen again? No, if only because, you know, like, so in 2016, the big three made like together something like a billion dollars in revenue from overage fees, right? And it's something we've seen them raise year after year. So like most recently, they all raised it to about uh, 10 me- or sorry, um, $10 for 100 megabytes. So effectively uh, $100 for a gigabyte of overages. So like for them, I feel like if they were to touch this, like it would be opening a Pandora's box that they just don't want to because it's like such a such a like consistent stream of revenue for them. Um, and I think, you know, conversely, like if Freedom Mobile really wanted to spark another pricing war, um, they would have gone unlimited data, right? Like 
yeah. been like one of the first big ones to offer an unlimited data plan in Canada. Um, but I think, you know, like the, the thing that's important to remember is like last year, this kind of bit them in the, you know, in the back, the, the behind when they um, did this because they saw, quote unquote, like a record number of disconnects, right? Like the company that came out on top of the big gig promotion was Bell because like unlike Rogers, it had the infrastructure in place to kind of accommodate people who wanted to start switching to these plans, right? And so, and they had the better network. So I think they're like, it's kind of a half-hearted movement where it's like the optics of it look great, but I don't think it'll necessarily change anything for the better like the big gig plan did last year. We're talking with Igor Bonifacic about Freedom Mobile's uh, big gig plan, uh, 100 gigabytes uh, over a, a two-year plan uh, as far as uh, using it for overages. Uh, sounds like a good deal. Thanks for joining us, Igor. Thanks for having me. When we come back from the break, it's our Hot 5 App Countdown. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. Before we get to our Hot 5 App Countdown, we're going to get our Facebook Tip of the Week. What do you got, Graham? Our Facebook Tip of the Week is actually kind of a bit of a fun one here. It's a great way to say hello to someone without actually sending a message. Uh, If you pop onto someone's profile, you'll see a couple of buttons. You'll see Add Friend, if they're not already friends. Uh, You'll see your, your friendship status, if you are. And you'll see a button now that's called Hello. If you hover over that button or tap on it on mobile and press and hold, you'll actually be given the option to do a couple of things. You'll see the hello, hug, wink, high five, and the old poke button. Poke Poke. is still there. I love poke. (laughs) So you can actually choose any one of these and it will send this person a uh, personalized Facebook message that just has that. This person has waved, they've hugged you, they've winked at you, they've given you a high five, or they have poked at you. So that's this week's Facebook tip of the week, saying hello without actually having to type a darn thing by using these features. The weekly app Hot 5. It's that time. This week, it's the Hot 5 Stargazing Apps. Uh, A great countdown for the summer months here. What do we got, guys? Number 5. Starting out at number 5, we have Deluxe Moon Pro, and this is for iOS. It is a $3.99 app, and it's a great app that focuses on our glorious satellite up in the sky, the moon. It includes all of the moon phases, a calendar so you can see uh, when it's going to be in those phases, solar and lunar eclipse, and statistics about moon phases. Uh, For those of you who are feeling a little more ethereal, it has some astrology, some horoscopes, and some lunar forecasts. Very cool. We're talking about the Hot 5... Stargazing apps this week. Number four, what do we have? Number four is Skyview. This one is available on Android only, but it is free, which is nice. It helps you see stars, planets, satellites, and constellations through your Android by pointing your camera at the sky. It will identify any star, planet, or constellation. And when you touch any of these elements, you can uh, get more information on them, like their name the and their distance from the Earth. Very cool. Hot five stargazing apps. Number three. Number three is Sky Guide. And again, this is another $4 app on iOS. Uh, This app won the 2014 Apple Design Award. uh, And it's very similar to Skyview, but it lets you point your iPhone or iPad up at the sky to identify stars, planets, and constellations. Works without Wi-Fi data or GPS. uh, And it gives you you things like the uh, rise and set time of the sun and the moon, uh, events like meteor showers. The cool thing about this one, the thing I love the most, is it will actually let you 
travel through time to see what the sky looked like on a particular day. So, for example, the day that you were born. I'm going to give a shout out right now to the guys over at Pure Image Technologies in Yaletown because they do fiber optic ceilings and they can do this where they can make your ceiling look like a particular day, like the day that you got uh, the day you were born or the day that you got engaged or married. Oh, that's cool. It's really neat stuff. Yeah. 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 I like it. We're talking about the hot five stargazing apps this week. Coming in at number two. Number two is Star Chart. This one is available for both Android and iOS for free. Like SkyGuide and SkyView, this app lets you point your device toward the sky to get information about what you're looking at and provides that information using augmented reality overlays, which is really cool. It also calculates the current location of every star and shows you where they are, even in broad daylight. It's really amazing, these apps. You know, I remember I was really into astronomy when I was a kid, and uh, actually... I was lucky my parents bought me a telescope, but it was hard, like finding the stars. I mean, you had to have books and then finding them. The stars move, well, because the earth is moving, <laughs> right? So, um, you know, depending how far away they were and how powerful your telescope, um, you know, you could buy this additional uh, thing for the telescope that would actually move with the earth's rotation to kind of keep that that star or planet you were looking at uh, in focus. A little servo motor, yeah. Yeah. Well, now, on, on that Now note. the kids are all spoiled. <laughs> they have these apps on their phones. So the number one stargazing app, what do we have? Well, on that note, the number one stargazing app actually ties into books that I used to buy. This is an app called Night Sky. And I actually have a number of uh, volumes of Night Sky that, you know, as you said, basically, as the planet rotates, these, these uh, books and these maps become out of date. So Night Sky is free for iOS, and it uh, gives you a virtual representation of the, of the night sky to identify stars and planets and constellations. Uh, but the paid features on this app, if you do the in-app purchases, let you walk through the entire solar system uh, based on time and space. So again, you can travel through time and space. You can also set notifications for certain objects. If you're waiting for, for example, a, uh, a rise of Venus or Mars, or you're looking for a particular event to happen, uh, you can get notifications for that as well. So our number one app is Night Sky. Night Sky. And these are all available on iOS and Android? Uh, most of them are on iOS. And again, uh, Skyview is Android only. Very cool. Well, let's switch gears. Uh, Graham, what's our game app of the week? Our game app of the week is Look Your Loot. So this is a very cool, involving card game with a bit of magic and some very simple rules. You get four, nine, or 16 cards representing your brave hero. Then you can move one to the step to the right, the left, up or down, and you're traveling through a dungeon to unlock chests, uh, drink potions, collecting coins, and avoiding traps and defeating bosses. So this is a very simple game uh, with some really fun mechanics. You will die in this game, but the cool thing is the more you die, the more you learn. Uh, And it's a really fun game for trying to find new loot by defeating bosses. So it is available for iOS and Android. Uh, It's free, but offers in-app purchases. And uh, it's called Look Your Loot. When we come back from the break, it's our travel and fitness apps of the week. Stay tuned. You're back with the app show. Mike Agarbo here in studio with Graham and Christina. We still have a lot more apps to talk about. But let's talk about uh, Black Friday that's just happened and Cyber Monday coming up. How do small businesses take advantage of all of that? On the line, we've got our friend Camille Kovaleski from eBay. Thanks for joining us, Camille. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday in Canada. How big are they? So... Black Friday and Cyber Monday um, started gaining popularity in Canada maybe five, six years ago, coming up from the States and crossing the border into Canada. And and now it's turned into essentially like the, the Super Bowl of, of retail um, in Canada uh, of the year. It, it's the single biggest day of the year 
for uh, small, medium-sized retailers in Canada. Um, you know, we've, we've done some studies and some surveys uh, talking to small businesses, and they say that, you know, around 30% of their total annual sales come from Black Friday alone, and around 20% coming uh, from Cyber Monday. So it's significant. Is there really any difference between the two now? Um, I know Cyber Monday is supposed to be the online deals, uh, but Black Friday has a lot of online deals, and it just seems like it's just an excuse to keep the, the sales going into the next week. Well, I mean, so it, it started off with Black Friday. That was the original uh, key retail moment from the U.S. after after um, American Thanksgiving. And, and so that, uh, you know, retail tradition carried over, that retail opportunity carried over into Canada. And then slowly after that, um, Cyber Monday was created as kind of a tie-in to that as like one one additional day. Um, and originally, it was it was very much separated where people saw Black Friday as, you know, in-store, going to a brick-and-mortar store, um, and then Cyber Monday obviously being online. That's, that's no longer the case. The two have really blended, uh, giving, giving consumers uh, more choice and more option, of course. If, if they prefer to go in-store, um, they absolutely have that opportunity, even on Cyber Monday, to, to find some great deals. But what we're really seeing is, is Black Friday, that used to be the traditional brick-and-mortar store um, moment, really has gone online. So even the, the small, medium um, retailers that we were uh, surveying say that um, you know, they, they see eight times higher uh, sales on Black Friday um, when, they're, when they're selling online. So this really has turned into an online moment, both Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Well, when we think of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, I think a lot of us think of like the big box stores and the big e-commerce giants. How can small businesses take advantage of, of the season? Yeah, that's a great point, and in fact, they are. This is this is a key moment. It's, it's sort of a make or break moment for a lot of uh, small medium businesses, uh, retailers in in Canada, and they are taking advantage and through ways such as uh, you know selling online through uh, global marketplaces like eBay, where essentially the traffic and the consumers are already there, and they're they're putting their their um, offers out there. It's very competitive. Um, you know, there are great deals to be had, and everyone is competing. So. And small and medium businesses, they also can compete um, within Canada and also globally. You know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday are, are key moments, uh, obviously, in the U.S., but also, um, you know, in, in the U.K., other places in Europe. And so these small businesses that are not only selling online, but are also exporting through global platforms like eBay are tapping into that huge customer demand beyond Canada. So think about the U.S., their neighbors. They are the biggest consumer market in the world. World. And so these small businesses are able to tap into, um, you know, consumer demand all over the world around these key retail moments. So they're really taking advantage um, of the opportunity to, to sell into more than just one market. They also are really taking advantage of, of, you know, what they've seen when they are selling online is is that, um, you know, Black Friday uh, or Cyber Monday, is, it's not necessarily a 24-hour period or, or opportunity. It's really bleeding into, um, you know, the eve before. Um, Cyber Monday, for example, the busiest um, time, that busiest activity we see on eBay is actually the evening before. So it's, it's the Sunday night when consumers are all primed and ready and they're at home, the comfort of their home, they're ready to start shopping. And so uh, eBay has seen this trend and definitely small, medium businesses have, have, have you know, started taking advantage of this trend by putting out their, their great deals a lot earlier. So starting Sunday evening, for example, um, because that's where there's a lot of traffic and a lot of activity, and a lot of purchases happening. 
how is eBay helping small businesses with this? Well, eBay works with uh, eBay is a global platform that essentially connects buyers and sellers. So we are a marketplace. eBay doesn't sell anything. Um, so this is a platform where sellers are able to reach customers across the country and the world. And eBay uh, essentially helps market and, and sort of serve up these offerings to buyers. And so um, in Canada, eBay also works directly with a lot of businesses, a lot of Canadian businesses, and putting them in programs like our Daily Deals program. So if you go to ebay.ca slash deals, there you'll find a lot of Canadian small and medium-sized businesses that are selling on eBay. And what we do is we help promote these items because we know that they're offering, you know, very competitive market-leading, you know, uh, like competitive prices, um, really um, top-notch customer service in terms of fast and free delivery. And so eBay is uh, helping to serve up these really great offers and these really great deals from Canadian uh, small businesses to Canadian consumers. And then further, because we are a global marketplace, eBay is also serving these great deals that Canadian small businesses are offering to the United States, to the UK, um, so that other buyers are tapping into um, you know, the great offers that are coming out of Canada. You really wouldn't just want to, as a small business, just have your own website and try to make it on your own. It's, it's better to go through a marketplace like, like an eBay, I imagine. Well, what we see is is those sellers that are online and are what we call omni-channel, so you know, leverage multiple different channels, um, really perform best overall for their business. So there, there's a time and a place and a reason to have your own website, um, but we see eBay as as uh, complementary in certain ways. We uh, eBay is not uh, cannibalistic, let's say, um, in, in terms of the online traffic. You're reaching um, a whole new market and, and different consumers if you're if you're selling through eBay versus your online store. So we actually recommend that you do multiple channels and, and absolutely have eBay as one of them because the great thing about being on eBay, being a global marketplace, is that the traffic and, and the buyers uh, globally are already there. We're, we're serving up to uh, you know a, a global marketplace. So why wouldn't you want to tap into that demand that's already created? Um, but yeah, we recommend you do, you do multiple channels. We're talking with Camille Kowalowski from eBay Canada. Thanks for joining us today, Camille. Thanks for having me. Check out ebay.ca for more information. When we come back from the break, more apps to talk about here on the App Show. We'll be back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Graham and Christina here. we still got a few more apps to talk about. Before we get to our travel and fitness apps, Graham, what is our game app of the week? Our game app of the week is actually a port from uh, sort of major console systems. It's called Stardew Valley. And this is actually a really fun game. It sells for about 11 bucks Canadian, and I can't recommend it enough. Essentially, it is a farming simulator game. Uh, sort of a, it's a very charming little game where, uh, well, I shouldn't just say farming. There's, uh, there's farming, there's mining, there's crafting. Basically, you're creating a settlement and trying to, uh, trying to make it work while you're there. Uh, it's from the original developer of Harvest Moon, which was a very popular series on PlayStation. Uh, and it came to the uh, the Nintendo Switch not too I remember long ago. Harvest Moon. Yeah, and so it's it's also now on uh, on mobile, and so it's a great little game, tons of fun. Uh, this is a buy once and you get everything game. So for your eleven dollars, you get a ton of gameplay. I know people that have sunk hundreds of hours into this game. Really? Yeah. And so again, it's it's charming. It's sort of pick up and play. You can have a ton of fun with it, uh, and it's a very relaxing game to play. I like that name again. Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Yeah. I know someone that could use some relaxation. Always. Yes. I'm a little high strung. Yes, you are. But that's why we have you do the travel app of the week. What do you got for us? (laughs) 
This week, I have Solo Traveler. This one is a free app available on both platforms. It's a social travel app that lets you connect with other travelers near you and search for nearby backpacking destinations and meet local people, travel partners, things like that. My favorite feature of this one is that um, it has a care to feature that allows you to find people to share your travel experiences with. What feature do you call that? Care to, like care to have dinner, oh, care, care to, to go on a hike. Care to play some Stardew Valley together? I, if you're doing that while you're traveling, then you're doing it wrong. I'm <laughs> sorry. Okay, that's kind of a cool feature. Yeah, it, it uh, allows you to connect with some other people. And if you're doing something that you'd prefer to make more social, then you have the option to do that. Very nice. Yeah. What's it called again? Solo Traveler. Solo Traveler. Yes. Perfect if you're going solo traveling over Christmas, which I highly recommend because, I mean... Or if your name is Chewbacca. Graham, we've got our fitness app of the week. What is it? Our fitness app of the week is one called Gymbook. Uh, Gymbook is actually a very attractive little way of doing some better quality strength training. Uh, so this ties in with your Apple Watch and uh, does uh, automatic exercise logging if you've got a newer Apple Watch Series 4. Um, and it has some really great uh, demonstrations for these workouts. Uh, so it has animated images and visualizations that will show you the primary and secondary muscle groups affected. So if you're looking to do a little bit of a specialized workout perhaps for some rehab or you're looking to i don't know put on some muscles uh you can definitely do that with gym book it is free and like a lot of these apps uh there is a uh, in-app purchases for things like themes more exercises advanced timers and ex- export functions and those go anywhere from 199 to 699 for those individual features don't forget to listen to our sister show every week on saturdays it's called get connected we've been doing it for God, it must be 20 years now. I don't even know how long. It's a great show all about tech, home tech, smartphone stuff. You name it, we talk about it. It's all easy to understand, and it's a lot of fun. Again, get connected every Saturday morning, 10 to 11 here on CKNW 980. I want to thank Graham and Christina, as always, for helping uh, put the show together and uh, hosting in studio. For uh, Christina and Graham, I'm Mike Agarbo. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.